0: We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nehami, founder of Carmala Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies night and We Are Women. I am so excited for tonight's episode featuring Valentina Yunchai, the founder and CEO of Vise, which is a beautifully handcrafted luxury jewelry brand. I met Valentina at a pop-up shop a couple of years ago, and I was immediately drawn to her warmth and positive energy, which you're gonna see really comes across as she tells her story and shares her journey. Valentina spoke about her childhood as a young immigrant in the US and how it helped form who she is today. She shared how she left her corporate job to start her jewelry line and the challenges and victories that she had along the way. Valentina spoke about self-growth in business and what owning your own business is really like. She also spoke about how she got the word out about her brand and why she loves using old-fashioned marketing techniques like pop-ups and word of mouth She also offered advice on building a network when it's time to hire help and how to implement self-care as a busy entrepreneur. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. I can't wait for you to learn a lot and be inspired. This podcast episode is brought to you by Uplevel, the app that's redesigning the world for women. Head over to Uplevel.com, that's U-P-L-E-V-Y-L.com, to join the Uplevel network and learn how to accelerate your life professionally, personally, and financially, apply now and get access to highly curated, female-focused, and ad-free content. Membership required. Download the Uplevel app on the App Store today. Believe it or not, I was very introverted.
1: So, um, you know, I was the oldest and an immigrant. I was actually born in Montenegro, came here. So. You know, I felt like I had a lot on me, like a lot on my shoulders at a very young age, which, you know, I feel like, you know, always these tendencies and these characteristics kind of like build you up to what you are today, which very much helps me in leading a business. But yeah, so I kind of had to be the one to be the translator and, you know, help my parents and filling out documents that, you know, they never teach you in like life skills. Remember that class? (laughs) So yeah, but I was very much into the arts, but, um, like I love to draw like I'd draw my toys I would um never like more of like a physical thing like that didn't come on until later in life like taking things apart but I loved drawing um very quiet um yeah that all changed now I mean as you know me you know I'm very social which you will never <laughs> believe but I feel like that just like came out but yeah um and then I feel like that changed as I got older so you know I feel like with my age group, like kind of like the older millennials, I didn't feel like creativity in the arts was really like a career path. Like I studied studio art, even in high school, I loved it, but I never saw that as like a career. I'm like, how can you make money off of just drawing? So that was just so out of the question for me. You know, this is pre big internet and everything. So I just really didn't see it. So I could really suppressed that part of like what I enjoyed doing because I just saw business is the only way to make money and, you know, being in, um, you know, an immigrant and, a, you know, a, a child of immigrants, physical labor, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes was just really not the way, you know, my parents were like, well, you want to sit behind, you know, a desk and that's the way you make money. And that's easy. Um, and as we all know, you know, that's really kind of detrimental to our health and a certain aspect to our mental health. Um, I mean, I sit down now too, but right? yeah. So. <laughs> That was just like I had this, you know, like these kind of like polar opposites of what I like should be doing and what I really liked doing. And I never knew I was really suppressing. I was like, oh, you know, this is fine. You just don't know. So yeah, I went on the path of um then getting my degree, my bachelor's degree in finance. So totally off well,
0: of <laughs> yeah,
1: what I do now. I still love it. I feel like it helps me today, very much so. And worked in the corporate world for um over 10 years. So yeah. Um that's on my upbringing sort of wow. <laughs> stuff there. <yeah. laughs>
0: I had no idea that you yeah. worked in the corporate world and yep. in finance. Wow. Okay. Okay. So how did, so we have so much to you know talk about I now. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, the fact that you were an introvert, I find to be so interesting, but not, you know, I'm not so surprised because I feel like very often we, you know, especially when you run a business, you have to work work, not necessarily against your nature, but you have to develop your, your skills, your people skills, your social skills. Um, so regardless of like what your natural tendencies are, you just yeah. end up going for that because it's part of growth, you know? Right.
1: A hundred percent. And I feel like that's also more so with, you know, just having a small business, right. In the beginning, you have to wear many hats. So, um, you know, I do love people on social. That's just not me even like speaking like this. So I, it takes so much practice to even just be more eloquent and understand like what your thoughts are before they're coming out. So, and even just, you know, selling in the beginning, not to say that I'm, you know, this crazy salesperson, but just learning to connect with people and how to even just communicate your journey and your passion and like the product behind and the story behind it. So that all takes right, like practice. I just jumped right into it. I don't know how, like I even love it surprisingly, because I was not this talkative ever. And now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, introduce myself, whatever. I'm very bold. I used to be very, very, very shy. So it's just so funny, but you're right. I feel like you have to kind of like uncrack this and come out of your shell in many different ways and, and different, um, skills. And maybe that you never even know that you had or wanted to do. Um, and with business, especially, I feel like it's really good to make sure that you try everything to see what you enjoy and don't enjoy, because you know, when you jump right into it, um, not everything is going to be, you know, unicorns and ponies and roses. So you have to understand, um, all aspects of what it takes really to make sure you enjoy it because I feel like it's kind of down the path. But you know, you think that everyone thinks that owning your own business is just like this easy peasy <laughs> thing, and that's what you want to do when you know I know I said about the corporate world, but you know, it may not be the right fit. Or if you don't have the skills and you don't want to talk to people, then you need to know that you want to hire somebody for this because tried it. No, it's just not me, it's not helping my business, not helping my personal brand. Whatever it may be, but yeah, I definitely had to just dive right in. And I'm like, okay, I think I could deal with this. I know all my friends that see me, and they say, you know, that I'm like a Pisces and I was introverted. They're like, there's no way, there's no way. I'm like, I really was. I promise.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, uh, oh, I love your Pisces. One of my best yeah. friends is Pisces. Really? Um, yeah, totally random. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I get that. I totally get that. So, what made you? You know, I guess we will like. Talk about this, then go back yeah. a little bit. But um, what made you actually decide to leave your corporate job and, and head out on your own? Yeah, well,
1: that took that took some time because I was doing both at the same time. So I was doing a good job at compartmentalizing and trying to balance both just because even though I already like took the risk and started this, I was still trying to really manage both and see how I could make it work without, you know, I I started organically, you know, I didn't, um, put a lot of money into it. I don't have investors. I haven't pumped, you know, a ton of advertising dollars at all. So still doing it super organic, super slow. So I was just trying to see how I could manage both. Once I get like a little jump from, um, you know, the money that I was putting into it, or maybe, you know, a certain, I was trying to reach a certain level before I really quit but that is really hard because, you know, you're spending, you know, I have eight to 10 hours that I'm not putting towards, you know, Vise or the business. Um, and it's very like fragmented and talk about like, even though I'm, you may seem like this extrovert, I really am in my head. I'm like, whoa, this distraction is just too much. It was really hard to switch back and forth after a while. And so, you know, I was trying to be pragmatic and say, okay, once I get to this level, that's, you know, when I'll quit. But There's a time when you just have to take the risk of if I were to put, you know, 10 hours a day more into this, how much could this grow exponentially and just pull the plug and go. (laughs) Um, So there's like a few different ways. And I just felt it was the right moment. Like I said, it was just getting to be too much. I didn't want to do it. I still liked what I was doing, you know, in a quote unquote corporate world. But, um, you know, I knew I wanted to do this full time. In the beginning, I was just, like I said, starting out. I knew I still wanted to leave eventually, but I didn't mind what I was doing um, because I worked on like brand strategy and market research. But um, so, yeah, I was learning from my clients. You know, they were all amazing. And that's what really helped me with my business, you know, just being organized and a project manager. So I can't say all my skills, you know, went to waste at all. Um, But yeah, so I just really was just like a leap of faith. I'm like, I'm done doing this. I got to put more time into my business. And that was it to be right. completely honest, I'm <laughs> like, once I get here, but it's very hard to say, you know, it's very hard to work towards something because it's just going to take that much longer towards that goal to leave that. So, um, you know, for those who can do it, not everyone can do this, you know, and just, you know, not make any money and do and no plan and just start a business. It takes some time. So I think, um, whatever someone's path really, uh, is, I guess go with that. But yeah, me, it was just more of like, let me do both for a little bit.
0: Right. I just up
1: and left one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. It's so interesting because you brought up a really great point. Um, You know, sometimes I think that as entrepreneurs, we feel like we've wasted time um, because we didn't necessarily focus on building our brand. Um, But everything is a learning experience. No matter what you're doing, you can learn from it and apply it to your own business, to your own brand. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you're not
1: learning, if you're either not learning, not making money, then yes, you need to go, you know, but there's really no shame in trying to save some money for whatever your business is. I mean, we have to pay bills, we have to invest in our business. So you have to be smart about that in the planning. I mean, that's if just you're starting from scratch. So I mean, there's ways to save up or get investors. But yeah, I don't feel like anything is quote unquote, a waste if you're at least like learning. Um, And like I said, I mean, all those years really helped me with organization and stuff, which is opposite of my creative side. So this really helped me, you know, um just kind of understand how to put things together and maybe like manage my time. Um like I said, it's it's a lot of project management, even though I'm in a creative, you think, you know, jewelry design. Right. <laughs> There's right. still like a lot of organization obviously behind the scenes. So yeah, no, I, I feel like no time is lost. It's, it's a waste of time to just beat yourself up. So do what you can with what you have is what I always say. Until you know you can get um what you need later on
0: for sure for sure yeah okay so we spoke about you know what like how you finally left your corporate job but let's go backwards a little bit because Mm -hmm. when did you actually so you you mentioned how you loved art yeah and you grew up as more of an introvert and then you had to like kind of like learn how to through helping your parents by the way which I think was really cool makes total sense you're you're the kid so you're like yeah you're kind of like really acclimated you're trying to help your parents yeah with things um but what actually made you launch your own brand right because we didn't talk about that yet so <laughs> right right
1: i know yeah so back up so i was you know working um in research at the time and i i did always want my own business i thought it would be cool to have a boutique or something that was just like a dream far off in the end um and i always loved accessories you know i mean we're into style and fashion and i, I liked that but i never thought it was something that i would actually go into as like a career. So, um this was just a discussion I had with friends, you know, because then, you know, their little like dreams worked up. I'm like, "Well, I always wanted my own business." So we kind of like came together and brainstormed, excuse me. So, you know, I decided, you know, accessories because that was something I really um connected with. So, like I said, even though I wasn't drawing, um you know, now that, you know, college and having a job and I have my money. Now I was still in buying things, but I was still taking apart stuff. Like I would, um, you know, like change buttons on my shirts to make them look nicer. (laughs) Or, um, I would like make belts or like make a necklace out of a belt. And I started to go back and to dabble into that just because I was getting into more like fashion in my earlier twenties. Um, so talking to my friends, you know, I'm like, well, I connect with accessories and one um, had a background in like jewelry, make, like one class. So that was enough for us. We started a business. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I started a business with a friend and we were just wholesaling. So that was, you know, basically um, curating like a collection of already made uh, jewelry pieces and then just reselling them. And I had no idea how to get, you know, a fat ID number. I had no idea how to do an LLC, no idea how to make a website and a logo. But I did all of that. I'm like, oh, I'll do it. No problem. So I did all of those things. And we started this brand. It was just like an e-commerce brand. And I loved it. I was like thriving. I was doing the packaging, all that stuff. And it didn't work out with her. So we dissolved it. And plus, I'm like, you know, this isn't working. So then I took um, some time off and I'm like, well, I really want to actually be able to design the jewelry because I don't know if I like loved the wholesaling aspect, you know, I really wanted to design, you know, and I wanted to control the process more and like quality control. So I really started from scratch. I was literally like drawing jewelry and designing and like I had all these sketches all over and then I was talking to metalsmiths. I still knew how to do some stuff from like the previous business just because I learned to take those things apart. And so then I started working and just doing that myself and then, yeah, working with more people that are actually experienced, uh, metalsmiths and learning to solder, things like that. (laughs) Um, and then I was researching how I can get help making these things like casting, um, just because I didn't have a huge, you know, studio where I needed the ventilation with for the fire and all that. And the fumes. Um, so yeah, I took about like two years designing this. Made samples, went back and forth. Um, and then Vise was born. So yeah, it was first started this like other little business. I'm like, eh, it wasn't enough. So then I just kind of like, what can I do to actually make my own pieces? And then I loved it. And then I was nervous to launch because I'm like, okay, I literally have been living in my own head for like two years. Like, is anybody even gonna like this jewelry that I haven't even asked anyone about? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so
0: I mean, here we are today. <laughs> five wow. years
1: later, but yeah.
0: Oh, it's five years. It's been five yeah, years. Wow, five wow. Yeah. Good for you. So how did you, you know, let's talk about the strategy for a minute. Yeah. How did you, once you launched, like how did you get out your brand? Yeah.
1: So that I really wasn't um pumping any kind of um crazy promotion. I used a lot of um social media. So with the first one, you know, that's really my primarily way that I um kind of marketed the brand and got awareness out there. Um, I mean, when you launched, you can't really rely on family and friends. It's great for their support, but that is if a- that's not your target audience. They're all very different. So, um, I first just worked with like my, um, just like personal yeah, network and that's it that I built up for the last one. And then I was working with, um, some influencers in the beginning. Um, but yeah, just, it was word of mouth really that kind of blew it up more than I could ever, you know, imagine, which I appreciated. So just a lot of word of mouth. Um, Yeah, getting it in people like not even influencers, just customers that will share with others. So I can't believe the organic reach, really. And I did send some pieces to, you know, some models and stuff. And I'm Albanian. So some people in the Albanian community, so they really clicked and resonated with it, which is amazing. But yeah, it was really through other people. And that that was really it. Wow! I'm, now I'm in boot. I started, you know, doing the pop ups later on, um, at least to be in person and introducing, you know, my brand and my story myself in person. But yeah, that didn't come until maybe like a little bit later, at least. Yeah, because I'm primarily online,
0: as you know. But right do Do you find that the pop up shops like help? Yeah, I love doing the pop
1: ups at least because it gets to it gets people to see everything in person. You know, I, I I mean, I, I shop online all the time. (laughs) Like I love online shopping. I really, um, that's like my primarily way, but there's a lot of people, you know, you want to see it in person, touch it, feel it. And then I get to connect with people, tell them the story. So, um, I I like that engaging part of it at least, and just introduce the brand, the pieces, tell the story behind it, things like that. And at least, you know, I could style people, see what they like.
0: So I really love the pop-ups. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because I, I hear different things from different entrepreneurs, oh, yeah. you know, some people find that it pop-ups are just a waste of time mm. and others yeah. like, yeah. So <laughs> I definitely don't
1: feel <laughs> that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it, it it's twofold too, because then it's my existing, let's say I have an existing customer people I know, you know, they kind of wait for those to even just come to see it in person. Like, uh, Oh, I'd rather but... just come see everything and, you know, try it on. I mean, COVID obviously affected all of us in a different way, you know, affected all of that. But you know, now that we can try things on again, that's helpful. So you know, it's it's funny that they have access to me, they know my pieces and everything, but they'll still wait for a pop up. Um, so it's you know either you know building a connection with um, you know a new a new customer, a new client, um, a new audience member, or you know my existing ones just come to see everything, just check it out in person. So. Um, yeah, I find that really good. And I feel like just for a business aspect, like it creates like a lot of intrigue and like more of like, um, kind of urgency to come and see it because I'm only going to be there one or two days, you know? So right. it, it's like, uh, yeah, it'll be like, you know, a, a lot more impact that day and sales that day and meeting new people that day, as opposed to even if I had my own, you know, brick and mortar or it's more so than I, what I would do online, you know?
0: For sure. There's because it takes
1: not everyone even wants to like message or email you and ask a question. So they kind of like can come there and get it all out at that moment.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. And you're right, it does create a sense of urgency because they you're only going to be there. Like it's not like they yeah. come into your store every day. So
1: right. It's like something special. So I feel like they at least, you know, make the time to come out and see it.
0: Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, do you design all of your pieces yourself? Yes, it's me. All <laughs> wow yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. wow um yeah some pieces like um, i'm trying to think if there's anything else i mean there's like little components that i'll get like wholesale that like you know are just like a simple design and it doesn't make sense for me to like recreate the wheel you know so to speak so but yeah everything is me i i design it all i draw it um put it together yeah and then um wow. like like for example like some chain pieces and stuff like that's It's already designed. Yeah. I can't, I need to find a way because I'm very interested in manufacturing chain, but (laughs) I don't know how much I have to make at this point. I think I might be too small, but yeah, I've tried to do that. I actually met with um, this like aerospace company that like 3d (laughs) prints metal and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, let's try luckily I had a very nice person talk to me. I'm like, can you do this for me? They're like, Oh wow. We find this so interesting. So they're making pieces for jets. And I'm like, can you make this? That's so cool. Yeah. So like, I designed it, but, um, so I have this little fragment piece until I fully develop it, but yeah. So yeah, but mostly everything else is designed by me.
0: Wow. And how do you come up with your ideas?
1: It's very tough. So, uh, Mm um, you know, I get inspired by different things, just You know, that's why I like to like travel or get out or meet new people, just different environments may like trigger something or like just seeing like the style and the fashion somewhere else in a new environment on new people. Um, You know, this last second to last collection, I was very inspired by um, uh, this Albanian uh, queen. Well, she was Illyrian actually queen back in the day. And so I really love that idea, that historical part of, of like my heritage. So, and by the way, there's like no pictures of her. I just wanted something. I was just like, what would she wear? What's something very <laughs> regal? Right. So I designed this whole collection basically around her. Queen. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to get in a real headspace. And sometimes I think of things that, you know, maybe not, they don't even um, relate or go with like a current collection. So it may be like a whole year later until I really make it just because it didn't fit with anything. So I try to, when I think of something, I really try and like scribble it down really quick or like write it down, like what I'm thinking, like the idea of it, and then I'll draw it later. But yeah, it takes a whole shift. <laughs> I wish I could time block to be creative, but like it'll just come to me at random times. So I try and like gather those pieces when it's time to sit down and design a new collection.
0: For sure, yeah. Wow, no, that's that's great. It's interesting what you mentioned about... Um you know, scribbling things down because yeah. that's a very important, you know, piece of advice also for entrepreneurs in general, because many of us are creative, yeah. but you can't force creativity. So no, it's so hard. Yeah. So when it comes, write it down, like literally keep a pad by your bed if you have to, yeah. you know? Yeah. But
1: uh, yeah. And with everything going on in our minds, like I've learned to just take a lot better notes for myself, either, either like in your phone, our phone is always with us. Or like, if you are creative and have a tendency to want to draw, like have like pen and paper, like a mini notebook or something with you, but I will, I'll just at least like write things down the second I think of them, because there's no way I'm going to remember it later. Like no matter how much I think I have a great memory. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like, especially with designing, there's no way. So when it comes to me, I try and do it and then I'll go back to like all my little things that I've jotted down or scribbled down. Uh, That's with anything, even like your to do or whatever. So I highly recommend doing that. That's the way I've been able to really still be creative in like the times that I didn't know that I needed to be you know what I mean like you could sit there all you want but an idea won't come to you I mean ideas come to me while driving so I'm just like what am I gonna do I gotta remember this when I go home (laughs) so I just feel like you never know you know I mean and you're constantly being inspired so you just never know when something's going to really click
0: totally so it's so funny because I have the same thing I think that when we're just relaxed on long drives it comes to us Mm, also in the shower and when I fall asleep no as always yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, nighttime my brain is just going like
0: haywire. <laughs> yeah, which in a way, which really means that if you get yourself into that place of relaxation, you probably yeah. could also generate those ideas during the day. That's another topic. But um Yeah, very true. But in regards to driving, what I'll do is I'll use like voice the text and my note notes app.
1: That's great. That's a really great idea.
0: Yeah, try it. Well I will, actually do sure. Do you have to actually like how does it work with you? Do you have to draw the like, do, do you describe it in your notes or you have to actually draw the picture? I'll
1: I'll like just, disc- well, if I like literally I'm driving, I'll like describe it or whatever in my notes or like at a red light. Like I haven't done the voice. To- I didn't know I could do it in the notes. But um when I'm actually in a place where I'm like, oh, let me just scribble this down. I- I'll draw like the shape I'm thinking. And if I can't like fully get it out because the drawing has to be a lot better than what I could scribble down, I'll like write down like what's going where, what kind of dimension I was thinking, or what kind of like shape I was thinking of it. So I'll like do like maybe like a general idea of what I wanted. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. okay.
1: And then I got to fully flesh it out just cause it looks terrible at first. So of course.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. Okay. It's think? so interesting. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like here in the behind the scenes of jewelry making. I never thought of it. I know. Really. And
1: you never know what's interesting actually once you start talking about it. Cause me, I'm like, Oh yeah, easy. Just write it down. So, like, it's all in my head. I told you. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a process from there. So it's not even just like drawing this cute, creative piece. Then I have to get into the nitty gritty. I'm like, okay. I'm like, how many millimeters will this be? How will this fit? You know, the ergonomics of it, you have to be this engineer, which I am not. I can be the fluffy, the pretty, this is how I want it to look, but it's really made me think a different way of like, okay, what about the weight? How will this look? Yeah all the dimensions. So it's an iterative process. So I make, um, you know, I'll make like, so there's the drawing and then I do a 3d model. Um, I don't do this. I have people to help me. I I wanted to learn one. I wanted to learn CAD one day, but it's just, I need need a lot of time. So I'll sometimes um, 3d print in like plastic first to, to see it. If it's something like really crazy and I want to see the shape of it and see how it looks and then make adjustments from there because sometimes it's just Again, like the visual is okay, but you really need to see it, let's say on your neck, on an ear, you know, on your finger.
0: Um, right. Figure it out. For sure. That's so cool. The 3D print. Uh, Thanks. like yeah. Yeah, especially. Yeah, the- technology
1: has made it really amazing for things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. That's so cool. And um, so, yeah, actually, you brought me to my next question, which I was thinking, like, do you, so you said you have help, but like, what does that mean? Do you have like employees <laughs> or do you have like, how's work? Yeah.
1: Um, it's me, it is I, but I contract <laughs> this help out. <laughs> so, um, so I do hire out for like, a, a, somebody who just 3d, like a like CAD computer animated design. Um, I do hire people for, so like I said, more contract work, um, actually casting the jewelry and polishing all that stuff, setting my stones because I have crystals now in my designs. Um, you know, when I do editorial photographers, models, makeup artists, all that stuff. Um, I hired a graphic designer for some things. So I'm heavily involved in like a lot of some of that stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I need somebody else to help me with it. I like to think I, I could take on a lot more than I really should also, because I love like the creative process. I love, you know, yeah. tweaking my website and and doing, and, you know, creating images and stuff, but um, I do have a lot of help in that regard that I hire out. So not full-time employees at all, but yeah. And getting help with like my packaging sometimes, but yeah.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. I know it's it's funny because um, I think people see you know this beautiful website, this beautiful social media, <laughs> and like all your models, and they think there's a whole team. You know what yeah, I mean? I That's so, the way yeah, I I, know.
1: I love that everyone thinks that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Kind of, it's like that joke that I don't know if you saw that reel that was going around. That was like people. Everyone was doing it for their own businesses, but it was like. Um, let me introduce you to the CEO and it was them. And then like yeah. and to the assistant and it was them and I'm, like the internal. It yeah. them. <laughs> it's
1: like Yeah, basically. What? Yeah, I have to make my own coffee. It's just me. I answer the emails. I answer the DMs, which I like to. I really want to connect with people. So I still answer the DMs. I don't know if I could let my social media go just because like hey. I really still like talking to people, you know, yeah. and kind of managing that. But it's me. The we is me. That's the other one I saw. It's like, when I say we, I mean me. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. I know. It's so funny. I say, yeah. I have the same thing. I was um, speaking with, I forgot who it was and they're like, wait, so who's we? I'm like, no, no, yeah. me, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I still have a tendency to say that. I mean, I do have people that help me, which is great. And I'm glad I can like, um, hire out for that. And I, and I want to do more of that at all because I, I don't want to do it all. I can't do it all. But yeah, it's mostly me right now.
0: Right. Right. It's so interesting. I feel like, so we, we're, we definitely have a lot of entrepreneurs and professional women watching this. Okay. So I'm wondering like, what do you, what, what would you advise? So I know you're not at that point yet, but you're getting close. Like when, at what point do you think that you're going to like actually like hire someone or you're going to stick with like contracts contractors?
1: Yeah, I think it's, well, it's now because I think, um, at the same I'm having the same feelings as I was even like leaving the corporate world. Like nothing's really going to move forward, even though you think that you're waiting for like a bigger push or a bigger like goal or more sales to be busy. But I think you have to start that out, dip your toe in the water and just do it and see how it works out really. That's what I've done best is just to try something out if it works out and not. Because you just really never know. So I'm gonna hire hiring now for help. Um With managing my orders and stuff, just so that it gives me time to do other things and be in multiple places at once. Um, So even if it's um, not at the certain point you want it to be, so let's say you're starting. So depending on what it is, I hate to speak in such general terms, but even me for like sales, like um, I have to do it because then it's going to just open the door for more of that because my time can be spent elsewhere. You know, generating more. You know, being in different places and um, doing more pop ups while. The orders are being taken care of, things like that. Or if you need like the social media help, because it's just so much time, you know, I say like do it and try it and see if that opens the door a lot more for your business and doing what else you need to do to um, really something that is more for your skill set that you would rather like enjoy doing, let's say, or um, that you would be best at that you can't maybe hire out or something like that. So I feel like maybe that's hopefully some help in decision making.
0: Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's like that point where you feel like you really, like you're almost like stuck. Like if you don't hire someone, you're just, yeah. Yeah. And for your own mental health and self-care, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're just treading water (laughs) sometimes and you don't know it. I think it's good to take a step back and just like, look at everything. And even if you're maybe not at that point where you think I, I, I say, just like jump into it. Um, and then see how it goes. And if it doesn't work out, whatever, now, you know, but uh, you give yourself a short period of like a trial period, especially with like a new business or small business. Um, not necessarily new when it's just you, I feel like, or if you don't have like, you know, um, you know, either a group of peers that you can kind of like communicate this stuff. That's also good. Like kind of like, um, not accountability, but also just check in with people and like what they do. If you have any like friends or a network, Um, or you don't know, you know, really the next steps, I would just say like, kind of try that, see how it works out. And then if not, now, you know, (laughs) you're not there yet.
0: Yeah, no, no, those are great ideas for sure. Do you have any advice, speaking of network, do you have any advice on how to build a network for people who could use that?
1: Great question. I would say start, uh, you know, now that we're starting to do more in-person stuff, I would try and say to like, go to some of those things and find like-minded people or people are in similar position as you. Like I don't have, I don't say like a ton of friends that are business owners, maybe some, or like in so much different industries that you would think that wouldn't be able to help you. But I feel like sometimes you can help one another within a different vertical. I mean, even uh, just in anything in general, when you start talking about it out loud and it's not in your head, you, you never know what kind of ideas like you can generate, or some people can help you with certain things, you know, just because someone is in a different industry or doesn't own a business doesn't mean that they don't have, you know, any insight. I know sure. people love to like tell you what to do things and give advice. And sometimes I'm kind of like, okay, that nah, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> but, right. Um, so Yeah. I mean, anywhere I take an opportunity to network really any type of like event or going to places. Um, also, I mean, online communities are great. Try and build that way. Um, through friends of friends, start following some people that you like what they're doing or interested in, um, see where they're going or different types of events, at least just to meet in person and connect. Um, that's what I've tended to do. And if you are doing any in-person, Pop ups and stuff, if there's like a group one, not you by yourself, um, if there's any like markets or something, that's a great way to connect with other um, business owners. Actually, I've loved doing that. Those have mostly happened some here, but mostly like in other cities like Chicago and New York
0: oh. that I've
1: met a lot of people, which is great. And, um, you know, either other people that make jewelry. So that was really, you know, refreshing to just kind of like really relate to people that have that business. Um, other ways to network, I would take any opportunity. I mean, really go alone places and just start talking to people. But as far as like business wise and you want to build that kind of network, I would go to like similar events or start doing more markets so you can actually like connect with other small business owners.
0: Right. No, it's totally true. I mean, that's literally how we met. At a yeah, so exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I love Yeah, yeah, same. No, it's so great that those are really great ideas because some people really feel stuck. They feel like they don't Mm -hmm. have a network or they have a lot of friends, but no one owns businesses. Yeah. So they yeah. it doesn't yeah. help them. Yeah. Um, so you know, going to events, it's a great idea or a pop-ups, even if you're you don't think that it's necessarily gonna get you so many sales just for the networking opportunity. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I don't disagree with that either because I've been to several the, I'm all about the trying, see whatever works. If you don't have already like your strategy or method in place and things. I just I took a year where I was like gonna say yes to everything. So even though I was like, oh my God, why am I here? This is terrible. <laughs> I've met great friends that way. I remember this event. I was like, this is so not good. This is so not what I was thinking it was going to be. I met good friends from that. So you just never really know. So I would try and take any opportunity. And if you're not going to these things, then maybe you can reach out to other, um, maybe small business owners that you don't know personally, or maybe you have a contact, maybe just reach out to them. Like, Hey, you know, whatever, just trying to build a group or do you want to chat for a few minutes about like business, just trying to get like a few minutes of your time. Like, I know me, that's a lot, right. Just to meet randomly cold, but like, maybe if you can present something to them or like, you know, build a group that way, like if anybody's interested, do it that way. If you're uh, reaching (laughs) out like via email, cause I know it's hard for me if somebody were to reach out, like, okay, maybe I could do like 15 minutes or something or like a half hour with someone like what's up or, you know.
0: Yeah, that way. That is such a great idea, Valentina. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because as you're speaking, I'm thinking I can think of two people <laughs> who thought done that to me. Yeah, and no, actually three, three people. Yeah, and two of them were still actually friends, and we've helped each other. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah, and one of them, I really did not think that she would have anything to like. Not to be not to be obnoxious, Ed, but I, I'm sure a lot of people could relate to this, which is why I'm bringing it up as like. Yeah that I did not think that she had anything to offer me. I thought I was going to be helping her. Yeah. And then when I spoke to her, I realized that she actually had a lot to offer me. And I totally underestimated, you know, her. That's great. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and we've both been like there for each other and we have a relationship now and I, I love her. I really yeah, do.
1: That's amazing. And yeah.
0: So that's a really good idea. Like the cold messaging people.
1: And I love that you brought that up because right. I don't, I know that you didn't want to say that not to be harsh, but right. let's be real. All of our time is valuable. Their yeah. time is valuable too. That whoever's reaching out to you. Like, hello, they're trying to get help as well, or just seek some insight really quickly. So you have to really present like, how is it beneficial for the other person? Cause also yes. if I don't know you, like, you know, I'm a nice person. I try to give a lot of my time, but sometimes it's just way too much. So you just never know what someone's going through that week or whatever. So, I mean, offer it up like, hey, look, I'm really specifically looking at like these things that I just want to chat with someone about or like, or that you offer to even like, whatever, do something with their product or if it's yeah. like a restaurant, like, hey, I want to come in, whatever, buy coffee or buy a meal from them. Like, do you have 15 minutes when I come in? Like something as easy as that. Or, you know, if you want to build like kind of like a good group, say this is what I'm trying to build with these few people. You know, I feel like that's beneficial. If somebody came to me that, you know, they have like, Five people that we have this group and we want to check in maybe like every quarter or something. You know, if they don't know me, they're like, okay, sure, you know, let's see what it's about. Why not? Um, But yeah, you're right. I feel like you have to have something to offer to someone because if you're getting those kind of meetings like every week, it's like going to be too much, you know?
0: Yeah. And even, I mean, what do you think about this, Valentina? Like, even let's say someone reaches out to you and says something like, I love your brand. I enjoy following you. And I was, wondering and I like they introduce themselves obviously i would love to you know hop on a zoom call with you to like discuss the ways that we could potentially collaborate and like you know and you look at the brand you're like okay there might be something there yeah wouldn't that be something that you could yeah yeah
1: exactly i'd be willing to collaborate like i don't do like everything with every single brand i mean they have offered me which is great but i'm like you know not right now maybe another opportunity but yeah i feel like that's a great offering too yeah um, to do something together um yeah, depending on like what it is or like yeah. even just post something or do giveaways or do whatever they want to do or offer something. I think that's a great idea.
0: And you're not, and and you're not like making the person, you know, when, when you reach out to them, like, you know, promise something you're saying, like, I would love to like hop on a call with you and discuss yeah, yeah. ways could potentially. So that's a, yeah. But th- that's a really good point about um, making sure that you have definitely like offer them something because, or else it's like, why should I give you my time? I mean,
1: it's a lot, it's a lot to give like, here, let me just tell you everything that I've learned on my own. You know what
0: I mean? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Not even to be that way. And so there's benefits. That's what I'm saying. Like the events really help because then you can chit chat and you're already in that space of just openness, whatever, relaxed. And they're already like took the time out for that. So it makes sense. But if you're really, you know, in a pinch and really want some advice for some things, I still recommend like that route to messaging people. Um, And I'm sure there's mutual connections everywhere. So just like dig and like search and find some local things. And, um, you know, depending on where you are, I'm sure this is more like local, your listeners, you know, there's all the um, like media type events, you know, like checking out on like a scene or hour and things like that. And maybe meeting people through there or um, going to a local business and just like, I'm sure maybe like an owner or two is there just chatting
0: with them. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I met my graphic designer because she literally ordered lipsticks, Oh no and then way. she emailed me, and she had a she heard that I needed graphic design. Oh, help, how whatever. amazing! Yeah, and and I was like, oh, she's already like supporting me. Like, let me just talk to her, and then yeah. yeah. So, just interesting ideas, but like, right? And what you were mentioned before about going to pop-ups once. Forget about like that. That's definitely a good point about like once you're there to talk to them, but let's say you don't have time, at least you met them. And when you message them after, they'll know who you are. So it's like, oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Because you're right. I don't have time ever either, at least like connecting in one way and then follow up with that connection.
0: um, Yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. Because you're right. We don't have all the time in the world usually to do that. So,
0: right.
1: Hopefully, you're selling. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. And and speaking of not having time, how do you, (laughs) no, seriously, like, how do you have like, give yourself like self-care because that's really important as a business owner, especially when you're always like hustling. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I, um, I know. And I, I took time this year. Definitely. I definitely make time for self-care. I can't, (laughs) there's days where I'm like, it's so funny, like leaving the corporate world. Like I would definitely make time to eat lunch. Like what I'm not missing in that. And now I'm like, Oh my God, I got to eat. It's so funny how your mindset shifts when you're doing it for (laughs) you. Um, no, I definitely make the time for self-care. Um, how do I manage that? Well, I just know that I was kind of like going super hard when I was doing both jobs. So now I'm just making sure I slow down because this is how I'm missing things. You know, when you do it all and like, you know, you can time block and manage everything, but it still gets to be too much where I'm very like forgetful. And I was, I was just realizing that I needed to slow down personally. So with that, you know, I still make time to, you know, make sure I see my friends and family that's self care for me. And Um, personally, and just doing like that stuff and like getting, you know, physical activity in things like that. So this is all self care for me, making sure that I'm not missing out on other aspects of life and making sure that business complements that because even while I'm, you know, let's say out to dinner and stuff like I may, you know, I I put my phone down all that, but I may still like check in and stuff. So that's why I like that I can still do this 24 seven, but mixed in with my personal stuff that I want to do, you know, it's just intertwined. So I feel like that's a good balance for me personally, because I still love what I'm doing. But as long as I'm making time for I, I've had to learn to do this, like, even though I'm like, I want to deny things, I have to make sure that I include the time for like my personal life as well. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, All right. so how as a pragmatic way? Um, I guess like look at it. if it's something that you really want to do, I feel like we can all make it work. So um, I don't feel like an hour is really going to ruin our business, to be honest with you. <laughs> so um, I just have to make sure I feel like, and it also helps me manage my time better. I'm so ADHD, to be honest with you. So having a time block of something like, let's say like, okay, I committed to, you know, helping my mom with something or going to dinner or seeing my family or traveling. Um, that helps me organize myself that, okay, I have to get my business stuff done by, you know what I mean? 5 PM. So it helps me organize my schedule to be honest. So I, I like that. I have the time block because of the creative, like you literally could spend three hours on, you know, an earring and I'm like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> so true. So
1: it, it's good to like cut you off or like know what you can do and, um, uh, really organize yourself making those time blocks for personal stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, that's so true, by the way. I don't know if that's helpful, but yeah, that's what
1: I've been trying to do.
0: No, I think it's very helpful because um, I've actually found the same, like the same thing to help me get the words out um, in regards to like the scheduling aspect. Because um, if you don't schedule, you could just literally keep on going and going and going.
1: I know. That's another thing for people. I don't know if it's going to help everyone, but I used to live off to-do lists. I love crossing my lists off. I have it still like, you know, my planner and my phone. I have way too many things to try and keep me organized, but I love writing (laughs) it down. But there's the Ivy Lee method, which I don't know if you guys have looked and anyone knows about it, but look it up. But it's basically like writing down like your seven things that you have to do for the day, have to do in priority. And so you go through and cross them off and you can't move to the next one until you do that last one. And then whatever gets to the bottom, you roll it back up to the next day at the top. Well, some people now say like to-do lists are not productive. It's not good for you because you just keep on going. And instead, do more of like time block. So say that you're going to work on this one task for an hour and that's it. And that's all you have. So it helps you like focus more or you're going to do this for a half hour and that's all you have for it. So if you don't finish in that half hour, you just have to move on, you know, or hopefully gets you to finish something in that half hour. Um, so that may work better for people, especially for me, <laughs> people where I could go on about a task. I'm like, or I'll get to it. You know, I'm like, I'll do this later because now something else came up. Um, so I feel like that's maybe a better way to organize if, if that works for some people, um, like literally giving yourself even like the 15 minutes or whatever, to like drink your coffee, like super, super like um, right. specific too. that works for some people. Um, yeah, I've, I, I go between both now. So, <laughs> because I like to, like I said, I've been so, I was so overworked for so long. So now I'm like trying to be, and as a business owner, you have to have a little bit of flexibility. There's my tip for you. So I really want you to schedule yourself because then you're going to be too loosey goosey, but don't be so over scheduled that you literally would miss an opportunity. So that's a business opportunity. If someone reaches out to you, like, hey, can you, you know, do something next week or this weekend? You don't want to say no just because you're doing, your other prior engagements, or even like a friend's in town, or something like that. Yeah. you'll miss that if you don't do it. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so I, I would say have that like twenty percent flexibility where you can push things off, so you're not missing like an other important stuff.
0: That's a great tip for sure. For sure, yeah. Good. Um, I actually like going off of that idea. What I'll do is sometimes if I see that I magically finished, you know, <laughs> yeah. something earlier or whatever, yeah. I'll try to do the next thing because I know mm. that something is going to come up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: If you could somehow <laughs> get ahead, of, like, don't, when, when you create your schedules, ma- write things like a couple of days earlier than you yeah. actually need them. Yeah. No, like that's a hundred percent. I still have to trick myself. I have to do that
1: you have to allow for buffer time. Always. You cannot, yeah. there's always something that's going to come up regardless. I mean, I hope it's this a million dollar deal for you. That's going to come up, but there's always little things that are going to just come up naturally. Um, and you don't want to stress last minute. So I definitely have to buffer before and after time for anything that I do. Right, um, right? and that's why you can like, okay, I can like, you know, do this later. I can do this in a couple hours or tomorrow or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point.
0: Uh, things. will we combined our points together. So yeah. that's great. <laughs> um, I want to end off with okay. the question that I ask everyone, which is what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with?
1: Oh my gosh. Such a great question. All on my shoulders. Um, where's my <laughs> scroll? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, one, I'm going to give you like just two things. One thing is just general. I, you know, there's still a sense of like, even after all these generations of us living and, you know, coexisting, um, with the opposite sex, I feel like I don't want women to feel unsafe. You know, I don't like that aspect of that's just like general. So I don't want that feeling. Um, but besides that, um, I feel like now lately there's a struggle of like battling between, you know, being super masculine and feminine. Yeah. And we all have these, you know, um, we all have this energy inside of us, you know, men and women, um, and everyone else. But, um, I feel like, you know, as a business owner, it's, it's very masculine energy. So I feel like there's just such a tough balance of like being able to be feminine and having those masculine tendencies of leader and organized and like, you know, taking control and stuff like that. Um, so although we like both have it, you know, we all have it in us, um, I feel like I just don't want us to struggle with it being so like, I want it to flow naturally, whatever, like the space ran. I feel like there's still like a struggle, um, in general. So like, you know, we want to be a boss, babe, do all these things, but then we have to be like soft. And I feel like sometimes it doesn't like flow naturally, like both ways. So I really don't want us to struggle with that.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's okay. a fantastic yeah. one. I mean, it's okay. not, that's not what I like or don't like, but I think yeah. that's so creative because. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so true. Um, it's definitely something like a hot topic that I see. Very yeah,
1: often. yeah. I feel like now is like, we're on this brink of this, like, right. I feel like almost we want to be like, okay, like we want to be feminine and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we have this anyway, like, even though we look very quote unquote girly, you know, makeup, hair, whatever, like we're all very like much masculine. Cause we've had to be, we've had to be on our own super independent, you know, running businesses, even just working period, you know, managing your schedule, we're doing so, so much. It's all so overwhelming for any of us business or not. Yeah. So I want there to just be um, more of a natural flow between those things. Cause I still think we're going to be, you know, working and doing our thing. And that's, you know, if you're a parent or whatever, that's still a masculine thing. You're like organizing the children, doing everything really basically. Um, So I just want it to like flow more naturally for us.
0: Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And the, no, I think it's great. I think yeah. it's great. Um, I know it's great. I should say, I think I know it's great. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, so where can people find you if they want to learn more about you?
1: Okay, well, we have our website, vise.com, and that's spelled, I know it's a tough one, gang, which we didn't even talk about. Vise means girl in Albanian, and I'm Albanian. So oh. um, trying to capture all the femininity and ma- um, multiple uh, facets of really being a woman is really what I. Hope to capture with Vise. Thank you. V-A-J-Z-E.com and it's Vise on Instagram, uh, Vise Jewelry on Facebook, and Vise Jewelry on Pinterest. I have a TikTok too.
0: I think it's Vise Jewelry. (laughs) So all the platforms find us there. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah. And also all that information will be in the show notes just so you know um you'll be able to see this correct spelling in case you get confused about it um and yes this was so great valentina thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much had so much fun talking to you thanks for having me really appreciate it that's all for tonight thanks so much for listening connect with us on instagram facebook and tiktok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, carmelacosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard.